0: Hi, my name's Paul Kotcha. Hi, I'm Eric Walters. And this is the Super Lit Podcast. And then we cue the theme music. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> everyone, my name is Brandon Patrick, that's Sophie Green, we have Paul Kaccha and Eric Walters, and this is the Super Lit Podcast. The Superlit Podcast is a podcast related to books about the LGBTQIA community. Hello everyone. Hello. Hi. Hi oh. Sophie.
0: Hi Brendan. Hi. Hi.
2: <laughs> How y'all doing? Pretty good. It seems like it's super nice where Sophie is right now. Where are you Sophie?
3: <laughs> Just on a whole, a tropic island.
0: Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's Stitch the bear from Animal Crossing and Raymond <laughs> and all <of> the friends. <laughs> I think that's exactly. from, is that from Dragon Ball? Your background?
3: Yeah, it's there we go. it's Master Roshi's house Dragon <laughs> yep. Ball. Thank God, but it's like subtly nerdy and stupid, but also like it just is like a nice sunset, you know,
1: mm-hmm. just a, a a nice time. I um, love
3: everything. Actually, it's yeah. sunset
1: on Mars. You got the purples actually, and the blues. You're in the room. Yeah, race.
3: yeah. <laughs> uh now I'm trying to remember if that's actually um on a different planet or not. I can't remember. I think it's, it's on Earth. Though. Right? I think it's on Earth. But Dragon Ball Earth is is weird. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah it's anime. <laughs> Are there's no you know rules.
1: Eric, you know heard. all about space from your space books. Yeah, I've seen where a kid sits on a rock and watches the purple and blue sunrises cuz the uh, light refracts differently through um through the Martian atmosphere. Oh, well, that's cool.
3: Oh, that's so cool.
1: <laughs> so you're on Mars. The <laughs> non safe yeah. people. Well, I'm on Mars, obviously.
3: <laughs> obviously. Duh. Don't you know from how the way the light is refracting? <laughs> Don't
2: you know about science? So, today we've gathered everyone here. Um to talk That's about like starting a wedding yeah so we gathered everyone i've gathered it. everyone here on mars to get ready for the wedding that i'm officiating in i think a month um <laughs> but we're talking about paul and eric's book on the line uh it is a basketball centric book um i know so much about sports i'm a sports i love sports ball <laughs> <laughs> i sports <laughs> um so you know how much i'm great at basketball you love sports um, paul i don't know what you're Derek talking about did
0: not get phone calls asking <laughs> if, um you know they wear costumes or uniforms or what one-on-one exactly is costume forms
1: <laughs> but you know it, it's part of that that um working together in a book and having different strengths when i wrote with kathy caser whose son's been on broadway we have this football um play thing going on and i said at one point well, the, the kids will go for a tryouts, and she said, "No, no, auditions." I said, "Okay, fine." I said, and mm-hmm. at halftime, she said, "Intermission." Yeah, that's the same thing. That's it.
0: <laughs> Kathy Kaser's son it was Spider-Man um, on Broadway. So, oh my cool. god,
1: <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, I know Spider-Man. So- I know that guy. He also was a debut male character in the Carol King story. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. Um, he's written with the best. Strength, so- So, Paul and I brought different strengths, different (laughs) abilities, and things that we knew about and didn't know about. Uh huh. I
2: would, I would be, I, you know, it's really funny. When I went to Catholic school, I tried out for the basketball team because I I wanted to try to fit in a little bit better with the guys at the school. Um, and I did so poorly. (laughs) It was really bad. It was like, you're, you don't try out. I think it was like, you don't try out, you just show up and you're like on the team. Mm. Um, I went once. (laughs)
3: Oh, (laughs) girl.
2: Yeah. It was bad. It was really bad. I didn't understand the mechanics of basketball. So I would have done a really good job on this team.
3: I played basketball in middle school and I don't remember the rules. <laughs> I you was did? like reading the book and I was like, I don't, I, I don't remember. I did. Yeah. Briefly. Huh. Like in middle school, it was not professional, but like I should have, I should know the rules of basketball. I know the basics, but
1: I've, uh, I have coached. Like... Two, I've coached two provincial champions. I kind of know the rules you're familiar
3: you're yeah you know like like a few things
1: now baking baking i don't know anything about baking other than oh i know a guy
3: who knows a lot about baking so (laughs) is it you (laughs) i was talking about paul but also
1: (laughs) (laughs) eric you're great with the toaster oven though i've heard yes (laughs) apparently paul doesn't consider toast baking if it's in a toaster oven and i don't understand that at all
2: i mean it's getting hot and browning I mean, that's that sounds like baking. Paul, don't look at me when I'm saying that. But the
3: <laughs> but the bread has already been baked. The baking process is completed. You're
2: baking it twice. Twice baked bread.
1: Like yeah, you know, I'm rebaking it. It's essentially mm-hmm. bread biscotti. Bread
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. biscotti. <laughs> uh-huh. That's correct. Um, that down.
2: <laughs> Tell me a little bit about this book. So, like, who the main character is? Um, a young guy named Jordan Riker. Um, tell me a little bit about him. And what goes on? Eric, you want to start or you want me
0: to? No, I want you to start, Paul. (laughs) All right. Um, Jordan Riker is a 13-year-old basketball. He will be a star one day at basketball. Mm -hmm. Um, And his parents keep fighting. They're in a small town named Franklin where the car plant's closing. And he just wants his parents to stop fighting so he can get on with his life. And they do. But it's because they separate. And then his dad reveals that he is gay.
1: Now, that sounds like an interesting book, Paul.
0: It's a great book, Eric. Um, I heard there's this great guy, Eric Walters, who wrote it with some well, unknown.
1: <laughs> I think we got to say, well, th- this thing is, this partnership is such an interesting thing because people always wonder about co-writing a book. Mm-hmm. And this was just so seamless um, as we worked through it. And we worked through it so many times back and forth. And and I'd be reading a line and think, now that's a great line. Okay, who wrote that line? <laughs> and we'd have to figure it out, or we couldn't figure it out.
0: Or sometimes it just wasn't worth it. It was um, one of us wrote it first and then we both rewrote it so many times and changing a verb, changing a word here, that at the end it's both our line, which is the way it should be.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whose line is that anyway? Both
3: of us. I love show. Okay. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that was a thing that stood out to me definitely. Cause I think in the past we've read books that have been collaborations between authors but it's been multiple perspectives of characters so you can really see like literally like the voice of the author is given to the voice of a specific character but this is staying um the entire time just through jordan's perspective so and it never felt like i never hit a moment where i was like reading anything really that distinctly stood out like it was a different voice so you guys blended very nicely
1: Mm -hmm. it's fairly effortless like it really was and people seem to want to find some reason that was hard or that we fought or That we disagree. I just I don't think we drama. Yeah. (laughs) We hate each other now. (laughs) We'll have a promo
0: stunt one day, Eric, where it's gonna be like a big Paris Nicole fallout. Um (gasps) and then we'll have a reunion, but we'll do it really quickly. Like
1: in big sumo suits, those big sumo suits and charge at each other and bounce back and forth. That would be absolutely it
3: sounds
1: because I I need more bulk work. It's
0: um that would look really great on my frame, is to add
3: padding it from protection. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> when you guys were writing this, did you like had like did each of you get a chapter back and forth or like what was what was the the background there? It was a bit more
0: organic, wasn't it, Eric? Um yeah you know,
1: we had we had a rough idea where we were going but but it, but it, it continually evolved. And mm-hmm. um, where we thought was chapter five we needed an extra chapter five and that chapter five became chapter seven. Mm -hmm. and so we had certain chapters that we would we would start a chapter certain chapters mine to start certain chapters were paul's to start Mm -hmm. but then paul would overwrite mine and make changes and send it back to me and i'd make changes and go back and forth Mm -hmm. and at the end of it would say oh no that that chapter six can't be there chapter six gotta be now chapter nine and let's do this Mm
0: -hmm. and it
1: just it just flowed back and forth
0: yeah and at one point um like it really was Sometimes the chapters just felt like yours, which you can't give science to. This Mm -hmm. is a feeling, and I know this is Eric's chapter. He can see it. um, So why don't you take the first crack at it? And then other ones it was, that's Paul's to take the first shot at. Mm -hmm. And there was that one part where you wrote another book in between, which was awesome. You wrote the first pandemic book. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So you took a vacation, and I put that in air quotes, Eric.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can we put this on hold for 12 days? I have to write a book. BRB. 11, yes. by the way. Yeah, it took um, a, you did it not took 11 days. We had <laughs> the book idea to publication 41 days. Oh, my gosh.
0: Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, so that's like, Eric is like, I'm going to take a break. And I'm like, that's not a break. Um, but yes, it <laughs> do. So I ended up like writing 13, 14, and then jumped ahead to 17, 18. And you had the in-betweens. So I hadn't seen them. Mm-hmm. Um but that works for some
1: reason. Uh, it, it I wouldn't recommend
0: little... it as a process, by the way.
1: <laughs> it doesn't feel and like having... Time read I'm going it to write the... alternate words in the chapter. So I'll write a word, send goes in the second word, and we just go back and forth. Mm-hmm. That's a very hard reading game. I already know that.
3: <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun, though. Yeah. Let's we'll <laughs> do that later.
1: Mm-hmm. It does, yeah. yeah. This was fun. Yeah, it really was. Writing a book, and book almost does work, but this was just fun. And, and it's, it's the evolution of this is rather than um, thinking, my God, I don't want to see that man ever again in my life. It was like <laughs> Paul has become one of my best friends. Oh, that's oh. nice.
0: And actually there was uh, at several points. It's like, oh, this is sad. I don't have a reason to phone Eric today. I have to think something up.
2: <laughs> you can just do what I do and terror, Like I terrorize Sophie by just FaceTiming her with no no explanation <laughs> just to see her, even
1: though she's literally upstairs. <laughs> no instance, my wife will occasionally call me from upstairs or she'll text me it's like are you not in the building Are you not yeah. the
2: house? i'm <laughs> up it's the easier stairs sometimes yeah i yeah. <laughs> um yeah Just a up, quick trip upon reading it it doesn't like after you guys telling me that it doesn't feel like at any point it's like disjointed or like i can tell someone stopped writing and someone else picked it up it felt like one person was like writing at the in terms of the voice so you guys did a very good job of blending your voices together to make it seem like one person was writing um was there a, a like a point in time in the book where i guess trying to write like the strife like when you're like writing the like what's the bad thing that's going to happen in the book is there a point in time when you're writing it you're like okay i have to do this. i always wonder this like i don't want to have to do this to these characters but i have to to get the story to go along um is it hard to write like bad things happening to like these kids that you clearly care about?
0: Eric, do you want me to answer or you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, do it. Because like, I want to the- rescue my characters too soon. Sometimes mm-hmm. I want to not allow them to go through bad things. And and sometimes the people I'm writing are more real than the people who are real. Mm-hmm. Become so much a part of your psyche. So so yeah, there's times it was just it was hard for these kids. I really felt for them. And for the,
0: exter- the the characters that aren't the kids. Like, um, the bad thing is not Chris coming out. The bad thing is Jordan's family falling apart. Um, yeah. And him having to adjust to... He has no idea what the world looks like after that is completely ripped apart. So even though it wasn't perfect, it was his.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the mm-hmm. father in me, just... It was hard for me to have this kid be so angry and so mean to his father. Like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: my kids are my life. And and to think that, that he was how he felt towards his father was painful to me.
2: Yeah. It was kind of on my end. um, Fighting with a parent is just like the absolute worst thing. I think everyone understands that it's just, it feels like absolute shit uh, to be frank, but uh, it's, it's hard to read like, like, um, like, you know, a big portion of the book Um, at least it's not right at the beginning until the end, um, thankfully, but, you know, after I think it's like 50-ish pages, that's when like that, um, like Chris comes out, I think um, around then. Mm -hmm. I was wondering, like, as it was going, I was like, oh my God, how, like, this is, this is hard for me to read because I can't imagine as like an adult, like having, like if I had a kid and I had to come out now, like how difficult that would be for not only the kid, but also like myself as well. And having to have my my child, who I've never had the arguments with before, uh, like they seemed very close. I can't imagine how difficult it was to write that and have was, to imagine that.
1: There was a real closeness, and and, and Jordy really looked up to his father, mm-hmm. really looked up to him. And suddenly, he was somebody he didn't look up to, and he didn't feel close to. It, it was um it was painful to write those scenes, and, and where we wrote it as well is, is um the, the the mythical town of Franklin is actually Oshawa that's the town i I pictured it's um we assume that that we've made some major strides in terms of understanding and diversity and acceptance Mm -hmm. sometimes those major strides are in place like toronto and vancouver they're not necessarily in Capus casing and so jordy's feelings reflect his community feelings in many ways and to
0: give a little bit of context to listeners who aren't um from in Ontario and around Toronto, Oshawa is about a half hour, 40 minute drive from Toronto. Mm. Um, There is a car, there was a car plant there. They've closed it down. Um, And that was part of the conversation we had early on was what does the town look like? What do the people of the town look like? Mm. Um, If we make Chris a lawyer, it's a different story than he works on the line of a car plant.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: That's a very typically masculine area, even now.
2: Super butch. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I would be very afraid of getting my hands
1: caught in any kind of machinery. (laughs) Some plants are famed for the um, almost brutality that goes on between uh, people on the line and their supervisors. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, They're they're
1: tough places where the only words that are exchanged as you can hear above the line are often swear words. Mm -hmm. And people are not particularly um, understanding. But but again, we want to get that same aspect out in sports. While there's a lot of understanding that's growing in sports, sports tends to be a fairly macho sort of thing with very l- limited understanding. It's very hard for a, a gay male to come out in a professional sport,
0: unless it's like figure mm-hmm. skating. In which case, then you have to be like, "No, sorry, I'm not gay. I'm Elvis Stoiko, and I'm very butch." <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Which, <laughs> okay,
2: Elvis. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, there's a figure skater named uh, named Elvis. Elvis yes.
0: Stoiko, a big figure skater in the 90s, who um, I think it was part of his age and part of the time, mm-hmm. always said, I'm bringing masculinity back to figure skating. And I was like, that shouldn't Bruce. be your claim, Elvis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, one of our people who reviewed it was uh, a mm-hmm. professional volleyball player who came out. Yeah, oh. Tris
0: Foth. Um, he is the first openly out pro team sports player in Canada. Um, wow. And Eric, I knew him, which is a surprise to both of us, I think, a little bit. Chris is a great guy. Mm -hmm. He now um, coaches Switzerland's team, that national team. That's cool. So he read it and he said, uh, uh, what was his quote? It was close to this, Eric. I'm going to (laughs) paraphrase. Everyone who's LGBTQ or anyone with a beating heart should be reading this book. Which Aww. is a great quote to take mm-hmm. from him, and he he talked mm-hmm. a little bit about how sports was a salvation for him as a queer kid. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he understood a child who looks to sports as the anchor when everything else is kind of up in turmoil.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because uh, especially too um, in uh, Jordan's life, you know the uh, the impending ending of the. Uh, car plant being shut down. Like, that's something that the family knows about too. And like the conversation about like money being tight and then it being split between two households as well. Um, I can imagine like, uh, you know, Jordy really does need this like outlet of like, okay, this is the place where I'm in control. I have like more of a handle of what's going on. Um, I think that like if there and the, if this book didn't have like that outlet for him, it would be, I think a lot more difficult to read
1: too it's funny Mm -hmm. i've written a lot of books that have sports in them but i've never written a sports book Mm -hmm. basketball here is just uh, part of the vehicle for telling the story Mm -hmm. so it's not it's not a basketball book but it certainly has a lot of basketball in it Mm -hmm. paul's actually paul's written a lot of sports books paul apparently (laughs) is a sports book guy yeah a lot of sports teams
0: eric
2: (laughs) so many sports
3: sports
0: here <laughs> but eric it, it was important for it to be such a hyper masculine area and then we almost immediately undercut that but we're like let's throw tammy in the mix because she is a lot of
2: fun
3: mm-hmm.
2: i like that tammy like one of the parts of the book is like you know i really need tammy to be there because even the whales can you know count on her and i read that and i was like i have to put the book down <laughs> i need a minute
1: Because I'm just imagining
2: like Wales going like, where's Tammy? We really need her right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Where's that girl at? (laughs) But part of Tammy and her brother coming is they came from a big city. Mm -hmm. So she Mm -hmm. came with a different set of attitudes.
0: And Tammy also is a little bit of, um, I think she took over from being a little bit of poking fun at Tammy because everything's her cause. Mm -hmm. Um, She's one of those Mm -hmm. kids that sees an issue and she's like, I'm on it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've got it.
3: (laughs) Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, and not to ruin anything for anyone, but she carries a file folder around in her backpack filled with the causes that she thinks that the world needs to correct, hey. um, mm-hmm. which I kind of love about her. But at the same time, it's a hilarious trait that she's going to fix every single thing,
3: every single problem. <laughs> that's yeah.
0: that's what that's her mission while she's here. <laughs> and so when she arrived, it was um she's she's going to play on the boys basketball team and she gets zero resistance from it, which I think is kind of funny. And then mm-hmm. it's, what does she do when she actually is like, yeah, go ahead and try out, um, No problem.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I'm no, gonna. Best. I'm gonna play my basketball. Best. Yeah. My favorite character is actually what I've talked about. I really like Junior. Oh my god, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he okay. just amuses me all the time.
2: He was very funny in a way that was, like, very, I, I something about, like, sometimes, like, side characters, Sophie falls in love with them very quickly. Um, which I very much understand, um, uh-huh. especially with characters like this where it's like, damn, always on one, always just like letting it rip. Very funny. Um, I always really liked those kids in classes that were like, everything is a joke. It's like, I'm just here mm-hmm. to make everyone laugh. Um, and Junior is very much like that, but he's also like a very serious kid too. And I, I, I liked like reading about him in the book because he was very much like hey, this horrible thing is happening to you right now, quote unquote, um, what if we made jokes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: and he's also like, you think it's horrible and you think it's happening to you. And yeah, it's yeah. horrible, but it's not happening to you. And it's not actually that bad for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. In <laughs> You're retrospect, being a big
2: baby, Jordan.
0: <laughs> yeah. So in retrospect, he actually was a little bit of um, the fool or the jester character from, this is where it gets like very literary, from comedic <laughs> drama. Mm -hmm. Where, Mm -hmm. Or a tragedy, depending on which one you read, like King Lear, uh, where he sheds light on the main character, and Mm -hmm. he brings to light the issues that the character needs to correct, but does it in a way that's digestible for the character.
1: Mm -hmm. As a teacher, I loved having kids like that in my class. I like somebody who's a bit of a smartass.
2: I feel like every class should have one smartass. If there's two, that might be too many, but at the same time, I feel like... They balance out. Uh, For me, I was a teacher's pet. I think uh, every English teacher was my favorite human being on the planet. I don't know why, but that's just like what happened. Um, I think having those kids in class to balance off kids like me um, (laughs) really does help. And I think also he's just like a very interesting character. I think we got to learn a lot about him like through... The things that are said about him but also like his family the time that you get to like spend with him and his mom and I think Jordan is like really lucky to have a kid that's like in his life that's like no we're best friends no matter what like I'm your mm-hmm. brother man.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I liked him a lot he had a lot of like maturity that I think really grounded like the rest of the characters because I think in some spaces they were like a little bit not like full not like fantastical to the point where they were unbelievable but they were uh, like this the way you would write a character where they're stretched a little just to kind of add like a little flavor to it and I really thought that he was like the kind of friend who would back you up but also he's the person who like grabs you by the arm and he's like hey no stop calm down <laughs> For redirecting things. Yeah. He also, you
1: up, but he'd call you out. There's no question. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Like you I mean, could do see do it in him... the same sentence,
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like,
3: exactly. I, I could got picture your back, him stop both. <laughs> well, <laughs> the
1: dance scene like, where he no. said, "Well, if you're not going to ask him to dance, I'm going to." Oh yeah
3: yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Hold on hold on. <laughs> and Eric, he's um, the one that's like pushing ahead. Yeah.
0: That dance scene was yours. I know you started it, Eric. And then I came in with Donovan's mom because I went to Catholic school too. And it was, um, you always leave room for Jesus when you dance. If I not for Jesus, the father, son, and the Holy Spirit, which is like three entities between you two.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a lot of space.
0: Yeah, it's a that's lot of space.
2: That, you might as well dance in the other side of the room. Well, that's how kids do it, right? The
1: boys go over that side and the girls go over that side. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Apparently
1: they still do. And they still dance the stairway to heaven, for God's sakes. The worst dance song in the world.
2: <laughs> the things that were played at, like, my school dances were, I don't think, appropriate for a Catholic school, let alone a normal middle school, because, like, the, th- the songs that came out in, like, let's say, the late 90s, early 2000s, um, like, from Usher, um, let's say, or, like, Ludacris, just playing it at a-, a Catholic school, like, auditory, like, very strange, but it's like, yes, we will be dancing to the song about strippers. <laughs>
0: I just remember them playing "Gangsters Paradise" at a school dance
2: once. I was just like, "Who didn't?
3: What's shut going this on off. here?" <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Yeah, you needed to dance to that, Paul.
0: <laughs> no, it really wasn't my jam. I was like, "Can we play? They'll never play music I wanted to hear at that time." I was like, "Where's
2: this Celine Dion?"
0: <laughs> I'm like. I was the opposite. Hey. I was like, "Let's listen to Joan
2: Jett. Let's listen Ooh. to garbage." Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, Garbage in a I've, I've
1: seen her in concert. She's spectacular.
2: No, exactly. I would. Lo- I would love to see her in concert. Also, just to me, I just want to like hear her speak. Like
3: in she's person. doing a
0: made for TV movie. I heard. Um, I
3: heard that too. Yeah, based
0: on they're like we have the plot. It's um, it's all coming back to you me know, I'm like, you mean the meatloaf song that was based on Weathering Heights? So. You had a plot. It came from the book that it was the source. <laughs> is that wait? <laughs> I don't know about this. Yeah, that is song's, song is um, in Wuthering Eyes. Whether that song all coming back to you now is actually sung by Meatloaf first. Celine uh, re-recorded it. That's interesting.
1: Paul and I are talking about song uh, uh, figuring out a soundtrack for this book. Uh, what, mm-hmm. what songs would you two recommend?
2: Oh my gosh. Um i wish i had cds behind me to be like yes here let me pull up my I know. Spotify. i'm like let me this is a thing that i like to do with books mind. too i will tweet occasionally like the book that i'm reading right now reminds me of this song um mm-hmm. uh my brain just just said get your head in the game from high school musical which i never <laughs> Absolutely. watched so i don't know <gasps> why don't look at me sophie
3: I'm just shocked that we've lived together this long, and you haven't. I haven't made you watch High School Musical. That's I just watched Princess
2: Diaries two for the first time, so that's. have you seen those movies?
0: <laughs> the plot's the same each one, which is, if you're running a fever, it's great to watch because you're like, I know exactly what's coming. Um, I knew in the first one, and I know in the third one
2: for High School Musical. Yeah, they Perfect. just recycled the plot perfectly,
0: and they're like we knew it was working we're not going to change anything oh i didn't yeah, know it's that
3: astounding because the end of the movie you always get the resolution of like oh the mean girl's nice and we're all friends and then you start the next movie and everyone's mad at each other again you're like wait we this we resolved this we're friends now why are we guys <laughs> <laughs> hello it's I'm still t- a fun time
2: i'm trying to think like what is a song that would fit this because i'm going through my there's gotta be some
3: springsteen someone there on there just for the dads i feel like chris (laughs) has gotta listen to chris listened to springsteen there's no way he doesn't
2: no absolutely not um
3: (laughs) if you're a a certain kind of man who also is adjacent to a factory it's i feel like it's obligatory
1: it is hard rock you gotta be listening to hard rock
2: Yeah, that's why I think that's why I'm like looking at my playlist. I'm like, none of this is right because it's all like pop girlies. Um. (laughs) I've got "Lay It On The Line" by Triumph.
3: Ooh, that would be good. Yeah, I think
2: I feel like you guys have a. What else is in your like? What have you guys picked out for it?
0: There's stuff in the dance scene, so there's Bon Jovi, Mm -hmm. um, "Stairway Mm -hmm. to Heaven." There's Ed Sheeran, which I confirmed with Eric. I'm like, you were thinking perfect. And he's like, yeah, I was thinking perfect. So I was like, great. <laughs> that's one of them. Um, awesome. The Pride CD selections were all mine. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly. <laughs> and Eric, okay. you were like, it's yeah, so those make total sense. It, you
1: guys may not know this. Paul is gay.
0: <gasps> what? <laughs>
1: I have to leave. <laughs> it's a shocker, isn't it? Yeah, it was, it was rather surprising to me. I, just... I can't believe and, and we're Paul, just finding this Paul, out. Why did you choose that?
0: the <laughs> why did i choose being gay or why did i choose the pride cd selection <laughs> we have questions Are they
3: not the same are they not the
0: same because <laughs> it started with sharon that was the obvious one
1: <laughs> no you know the the thing is that we've got to be um we've got to be playful about so many things because people mm-hmm. just don't want to be playful anymore so Paul and I were able to talk and be playful about a lot of scenes. I, I personally consider this book a complete failure until we're banned in either Florida or Texas. Well, I'm sure it'll happen.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: From from your mouth to God's ears. Probably <laughs> probably <laughs> banned Have you somewhere. ever
0: had a banned book?
1: Uh, yeah, I had a book banned in a Catholic school because my characters were, uh, parents were divorced and that went against Catholic doctrine.
3: Hmm. interesting
1: i I asked the teacher librarian if they divorced kids in the school and she said about half of them yeah
0: (laughs) that's right statistically correct here but we won't have your book
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes my my school let me like read they literally encouraged me to read like harry potter when i was a kid they were like yeah read it about magic and this and that and i as an adult it's it's fun (laughs) it's funny to hear like this school banned this thing because of this. And I'm like, I was reading a book that was like about like the occult, if you will. Like, and it was perfectly fine. They were just like, hey, we're in religion class. Can you put that down? <laughs> Pick up the Bible.
3: Because uh Do you
2: mind picking up the other good terrible
3: book? politics, yeah, encourages some ethical uh questionable things, yeah, and a sprinkling of transphobia. So it's yeah. perfect for Catholic schools. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs>
1: um <laughs> you're saying it's on their preferred reading list right now
3: i would think they would love harry potter yeah yeah <laughs> they uh, really really um,
0: it. c.s lewis one of the biggest christian apologists um in his career oh
3: probably mm-hmm. uh, oh we sure, definitely right? had to
2: read language in the wardrobe i do remember that I and didn't there's a lot of christian
0: <laughs> you know i liked the first one it was great i don't remember reading the second one that sounds right. Like, there's a lot of religious imagery in here about like resurrection and stuff oh, yeah, like that. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but it was more fun than reading the Bible <laughs> or going to church.
2: Well, you basically <laughs> were reading the Bible because once they get to the third verse, it's like, wait, the lion came back from the dead, even though the He's witch killed him. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oops i never um i made my mom buy me turkish delight when she read me that i was just so insistent i went on for weeks until she bought and she's like you're not gonna like it she gave yep. it to me and i'm like this is disgusting yeah, I, wouldn't I don't know my worst sibling for exactly this stuff.
2: i remember asking my mom about it. i think i read the first book like part of it and i was like what's turkish delight my mom was like no we're not doing this <laughs> we're I feel absolutely- like we should
3: try it as adults yeah it's it's just like rose water candy right isn't it it's, it's like or it's like kind of licorice. You no, know,
0: usually rose water, you're right. And um, mm. it's like a jelly, but I don't like it at all. Like <laughs> I
2: don't like licorice, like, so I, I probably keep my like
0: siblings. It. I wouldn't give away one of them for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: You wouldn't trade your siblings away for a tray of candy. Um, not that <laughs> we candy,
2: like
0: lost
3: candy the plot maybe. completely.
2: <laughs> I think that is the plot of the book. Um <laughs> is there sophie is there anything else you wanted to add about <laughs> trying to get us back is
0: there
1: anything you pull it back we'll shoot it at someplace else <laughs> one well...
0: song that didn't make it in the book was Brody's uh-huh. song which is um kate bush uh deal with god which eric i think you know <laughs> you probably don't know it um
1: no kate bush i just don't know that song you know I it
2: wasn't think...
0: <laughs> It's not one of her dancier songs So people just don't pick that one up as much And I'm like it's a great song It's really about empathy And I'm like that's Brody's song It makes sense for him
2: I really Um, want Brody to listen to something high femme Because I just think it's really really funny When a big mountainous man Has has been described to me And then like a CD pops on in the car And it's just like Whitney Houston's greatest hits
0: He would listen to that Yeah
2: (laughs) I want that for me. (laughs) I feel like
0: he
1: gets in his car eventually. uh, The kid is named Houston because his mother named her child after her favorite singer. If Mm. it was a girl, it was going to be Whitney, so he's Houston. Oh,
3: (laughs) That's so cute. I think
1: that's a cool name though. Yeah. Um. Do you have a favorite Whitney song?
0: I'm putting you right on the spot with the most (laughs) random question.
1: (laughs) Her Dolly Parton song, of course.
2: I Will Always Love You. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I was like, wait, my brain turned off, and I was like, she wrote a song about Dolly Parton, and then I, I came back. <laughs> about I came Dolly, back. yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's, well, jo- I mean, hey. Um. Oh, but I, I was gonna ask Sophie, is there anything like you wanted to add just to put you on the spot?
3: Oh no. Um. Well,
2: I
0: want to put Sophie on the spot. Um, what Carly no. Rae Jepsen song fits <gasps> the book? Um, ah! The Carly Rae
2: Jepsen appreciation podcast. I mean, it truly is. I, thought, oh there, I thought she only had one
1: song. No, had, oh, no. no. Yeah, Currently. she has she has so many. Yeah. <laughs> she
3: has a new album coming out too in May. She just announced it. She announced the tor- the dates that she's dropping the album. Very excited about it. Um probably something from Dedicated, because I feel like that album has a lot more. Ooh. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Right words, wrong time. Okay, we're playing very that's it good. That's good. I think that works. I think that fits so basically that it's right. just like about a relationship that like you want to work so badly, but it's just like it's not gonna work because both of you are in the wrong space at that time to like really mm. be with each other. Mm-hmm. I think that I feel like that fits uh, Chris and Brody a little.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think that also fits um, Tammy mm-hmm. and Jordan too.
3: Oh, that's true.
2: Yeah, because they they like each other, but it's like there's a lot.
3: <laughs> they I have also... so much going on for thirteen-year-olds. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, thirteen-year-olds, Eric. We talked about this. It's like we said we're going out. We said we're boyfriend and girlfriend, and we walked around the yard once, so that makes it official.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very true, actually. Yeah. yeah. You pass a note across the lunch table, and you go, are we dating now? Okay, cool. See you in math class, and then by and then English you never class, talk. You're, you're broken up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You have your friend pass them a note in gym class and they're like, I don't want to date you anymore. And here's the
2: thing, though, things like that carry into their adult, like they're in high school when the character is reintroduced. It's like, oh, that's Tammy. We don't talk. I don't remember why. And it's like, (laughs) Tammy would remember. Tammy, Tammy would. Um,
0: I think Jordan would too, but Tammy would remember every little. Thing. Oh,
2: absolutely. <laughs> I don't think I did anything wrong to Tammy. Meanwhile, Tammy's like, "Well, let let me tell you about." takes the up thing. the file folder. Yeah. exactly. File she
3: pulls folder. the list out of her bag. Actually, <laughs>
1: according to my notes, W is Wales, <laughs> and under J is Jordan. Said this.
3: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like the whales
2: don't like you either
3: <laughs> i asked we them talked. individually the stalked mm-hmm. um... me
1: and the pod asked each other what was going on <laughs> you know this oh book God, has God. so many um aspects and so many parts to it but for me it's all about just acceptance and love and mm-hmm. and caring and family yeah and we we've just come so interesting in how we define family and how we used to define family and family just means so much more now friendship mm-hmm. means so much more mm-hmm. And, Eric, and I think we,
0: um, we got told how the book wasn't necessarily relevant. Um, people when we were writing it, they're like, Oh, you know, that it's not a big deal to come out. Like, it's like, well, have you ever been a 40 year old man who's come out, um, who has a kid who has a wife? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. He had Alan Osary who is, he wrote his memoir, um, called even the sidewalk could tell how he came out to his wife, his three kids in the world. That's a uh, the name of his memoir he came to our launch and people were like oh we
1: get it <laughs> people who had <laughs> oh. said like it's not that relevant <laughs> and it's also those yeah. whole things about silos what that, that whole thing just because everyone in your world believes something doesn't mean everyone in the world believes it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think we've come a long way in certain places and certain times with certain people um, yeah, but, but the world is not all that way and you travel to certain places and realize how um it goes below beyond intolerance to to anger and upset and outrage Mm -hmm. on certain situations that we just consider why would anybody be upset about somebody loving somebody
2: yeah yeah because i I know like in my experience like going home i sometimes have like weird experiences with people and i'm like what year is it again also you're like so close to new york like chill out um Mm -hmm. And then like, even in like center city, I've had issues. And I'm like, I forget that even though this is a city, there are people that still exist, <laughs> period. Mm-hmm. And, and like you guys said earlier, like the area that Jordan is, like his thoughts are reflected from like what he's learned from his community. So if not everyone in the community is super like accepting, or if not everyone's out because they can't be because of the community that they live in, it's hard to have the experience of like, okay, I have to remind myself this is still a person. Like, this is still my dad. He might be queer, um, but, like, I think him teaching me the lesson of, like, you should always be able to be yourself Like at the end of the day like is what Chris is trying to teach his son. Like, you shouldn't mm-hmm. sit here and be unhappy with your life for forever. Like, that's not fair to you. I don't think I raised you like that, to be unhappy for the rest of your life just for the sake of other people. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's super important. I think that is relevant. And I think that is like a thing that people need to see and read.
0: And I think Chris had a little bit of, um, because he'd been going through it so long, it was just normal. He didn't feel it necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's, um, like if you have chronic pain, you don't necessarily feel how bad it is until someone relieves that pain. Then it's like, that was actually horrible.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Carry that weight for so long would be so, um, Torturous, mm-hmm. not be able to be who you are, to not be a genuine person, to be hiding from from people, and feeling like you're lying to yourself as well as to the people that you love.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I got first crack at scenes where Chris was coming out, and to get in there, I know there was one week that um, when Eric writes, he's a quick writer, but it's mm-hmm. from enthusiasm. So there was one week where um, you were phoning me, and you're saying, "When can I get those chapters back?" Because you know we are reliant on one another. Eric can't mm-hmm. do his job if I don't do my job. Yeah. Um. And I was like, I'll give them to you by Friday. And it was like Tuesday, maybe. <laughs> um. But it was because I was mining all those feelings that I remember having where it's like, will the people who should love me and who do love me just take that away if I tell them one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you have to go into those places and actually start digging around, it's like, well, this was not emotionally fun for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you were always great, Eric. And Eric has uh, your master's in social work. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah you understand humanity in a way that you've worked with people you've you've dealt with them and helped them and so you added so much to those scenes
1: well thank you I think we again it was it was a real partnership and we worked together with each other's strengths to make them stronger and to pull each other out and uh, along the way it was it was a lovely experience Mm -hmm. but but it's like a lot of things I've I've written uh books now with Kathy Kaser, Teresa Toten, Deborah Ellis and um and you it's, it's like all things you, you got to pick the right people to work with and i i paul and i talked and we sat down and, and i thought yeah we can do this i knew i could work with this guy
2: is there anything else you guys wanted to add about the book um i know we like we try not to do super spoilery stuff on the the podcast so people will actually like to like there's something left for the readers um but if the, is there anything else you wanted to
1: add before we end the episode well in the end they all do right away on unicorns Uh uh-huh i do remember that very magical Mm -hmm. and they all live happily ever after Mm -hmm. (laughs) that scene paul wanted to do a scene with the care bears and i said come on paul (laughs)
3: The copyright alone would be so tricky to was, weave in.
1: Actually, are we allowed to say care bears? Can you can you blurp that out?
3: Oh God! Bleep
1: it in the edit. I, I, <laughs> would come like, after
2: us. <laughs> I would love to bleep that out just so people are like, what the fuck are they talking about? What do you say? So just bleep out every fourth word. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Really <laughs>
3: like, <astounding. laughs> exactly
0: yeah exactly we left one very important word out of the book on purpose
2: (laughs) oh yeah you know it's funny when that part came up obviously not funny but when i was reading it i was like i wonder like how long this word is is it three letters is it six letters well it's
0: (laughs) funny eric um i phoned you i'm like i think we should leave any type of word out there Mm -hmm. and you eric always great goes okay tell me why and it wasn't an argument it was just give me an explanation mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I went through and I said um but the main reason is whatever kids decide is the worst word is the one they're going to supply yeah and Eric you said to me well what word do you imagine I said it and then there was just silence
1: <laughs> <laughs> funny one of my other co-writes I only had one word that I disagree with my writer about she um because so we were writing separate characters but our characters were in each other's chapters this is my friend Teresa
0: Mm-hmm, and in mm-hmm. one fight Patrice scene her, great by the way um, you drider a great
1: person um they were fighting about something and um she said i was trying to be friendly and my character in her chapter said um no you weren't you're were being a slut and, and i said okay there's some i draw words, the line at slut yeah there's some words i just can't say yeah. Um, I, I don't like them and there's, and it's, it's awful. And even though mm-hmm. it's in a chapter you're writing, it's coming from my character's mouth. So it, it'll sound like I said that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But can we just say, she says, I was just trying to be friendly. And he says, where I come from, we have other words for it. Mm-hmm. And that allows you to fill in whatever words you want in, in there. <laughs> yeah. and, mm-hmm. and it, It's sometimes more powerful to not say certain things. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and there's a bit of a history with um, words spray painted on things, words. So we talked about that too, where Mm -hmm. like, especially in, in gay cinema, it's like, um, you know, you spray it on the locker, you spray it on Queers Folk had it on the side of Brian Kinney's Cheap. If you haven't watched Queers Folk, it's the best soap (laughs) opera. (laughs) I could, it's one of those ones where even when it's not good, it's great.
3: Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm
2: yeah I think that I think that does definitely leave um, room for your imagination to fill in the gap and it could be whatever word you th- is the worst word you can think of um, mm-hmm. as I was reading that I was like oh I wonder if they're gonna like if it's gonna be in here and as I got like past it, I flipped the pages I was like oh okay it wasn't in there but my brain immediately filled in the gap and I was sitting there like hmm I wonder <laughs> I wonder what, which what word it is
1: in, what word did you put in
2: um garbage uh <laughs> Was it three letters?
0: Did it start with an F?
2: (laughs) Fun. Fun? Fun. (laughs) Fun. You're so fun. I mean, I would love to spray paint on a Camaro. Fun.
1: Um, (laughs) This wasn't painted on it either, which was important to the book. Um, I had to actually scrape to the the middle. Yeah. 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 That car's worth about $221,000, by the way.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. That sounds correct. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I imagine, especially because it, it sounded like it was just like a car, like a if you were to buy a car now, like it should be running perfectly. It sounded like that's what Chris made, like was able to do with this car, was able to make it like, oh, yeah, we just bought this.
0: And he just couldn't make the car perfect, but he couldn't make other things perfect, which is kind of the great irony of that car, I think. If he wants to come
2: and make my car perfect, that'd be awesome. <laughs>
1: the whole relationship with his father, that car was his father. And all of mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. did to him and his attempt to try and somehow make it up to his father and get close to his father. The father mm-hmm. that denied who he was. Yeah.
0: And Eric, that car was yours. Brody's truck was mine. I sent it. And Eric was... Do you have a, a reference photo I'm like actually I do I did research on this one <laughs> I looked actually, up the I model up the I Jeep looked up website. the color <laughs> yeah. yeah I looked up the color I'm like this is the actual color it is um mm. and Eric keeps you're very organized so you have a folder for books I found out um you keep a binder mm-hmm. um, oh,
1: binder wow
0: yeah so in
1: that those photos are in the binder <laughs> that's cool I'm the most organized person because I'm writing different things at different times. Yeah, you well, have to be. You
3: have to be. Yeah.
1: You've now got to do Brody's backstory as a separate uh, book. Yeah, well, would we've been asked to, ask to it. do it, but <laughs> like
0: not by anyone who's actually going to pay the two of us, Eric. Because you know, if they hired us, that would be great.
1: <laughs> I'm working on a backstory right now for a character I love so much in a book. She was my secondary character. I just I'm writing her whole backstory. Mm-hmm. His book won the Governor
0: General's movie. Award, which you know, yeah. big deal. It's kind of the (laughs) highest award for kids lit in Canada. That's cool. (laughs) That's awesome. That's past Jam sandwiches. Um, And Eric, it's loosely based on your life and childhood.
1: Yeah. Love a jam sandwich. Yep. Although, you know, those awards are the awards that uh, three other writers decide you should get. The ones I love are the ones where 200,000 kids vote decide which book is the best. It's choice awards. awards. Yeah. Those are my favorites. Those Uh are my favorites.
0: Well, Eric, don't you have more of those than any other? <laughs> <I
1: don't... laughs> Paul
0: is
2: the best wingman. I swear to God. Well,
0: you know, if you, you add
1: up the other those people. once you, you look at it at, at the adult awards, and it's like, you know, there's politics involved and what's going on. And you, you can say whatever. But with a kid's choice book, it's like, if you lose, you say, oh, the best book won. Thank you. If you win, you think, okay, th- th- they like my book. That's fantastic. I like those awards. I'm hopeful that this book will find its way to a children's choice award in maybe Texas. Oh, yeah. No. Well, I think <laughs> if we send them there, have we done a book
2: bombing where we just, just you know, get a plane and drop them from the sky?
1: That's about the way you'd get it in there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way to get into Texas. You have to drop from
1: a plane now. Oh, God. Or I don't know if I. Apparently, there's no boundaries whatsoever. No. <laughs> Why did that one Congresswoman say that there's been a billion immigrants crossing that border in the past while? A billion. That's how many people exist. Yes. (laughs) So five times the U.S. population has come across the Texas border in the last six months.
3: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you want to know why
1: traffic's bad in New
2: York.
3: There's your reason.
2: Yes. I always wonder why the SEPTA bus is here in Philly or so late. All right. Well, uh, this week, we've been talking about On the Line by Paul Katcha and Eric Walters. And this is a super lit podcast. My name is Brendan Patrick. This is Sophie Green. We have Paul Katcha and Eric Walters here. And we'll catch you in the next one.
3: Watch your music.
2: There it is. <laughs>